So the big question is this, how are massage therapists like us, who didn't cheat and sell our souls to a corporate machine, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we market in a way that lets us get our wellness services and the things that we believe in out to the world and still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Welcome to another episode where we interview people who are in the marketing space in different genres of marketing. We've talked to folks who are in video. We've talked to folks who are in print advertising. We've talked to folks in uh, in the, I guess, in the movie industry. We've talked to quite a few different folks, but one of the things that we had not done in a really long time was interview someone who is in the direct marketing space. That's home business, that's cottage industry, that's folks who are operating inside their own home, building relationships, using a strategic marketing system that they use within their own organizations to reach their customers remotely. And so since we are talking about those folks who who are sheltered in place or the folks because of government mandates have to stay there, the folks in the home business world have been marketing the same way for years. So not much has changed so much. And, And tonight is no exception. We have a dynamic individual who is a home business veteran. She has been featured multiple times on magazines within that industry. She is a homeschooling mom. She is a dedicated wife, faith-based business developer, and she works specifically with women who want to do the same thing, coaching and guiding them along the way and how to market effectively using time-honored skills and strategies to build their enterprise. So if you've never worked in a home business industry, you might want to pay attention. I will say this before I introduce her and a little bit more is that a lot of folks are not aware, but a lot of the technologies that are now coming online for mainstream like Zoom, home business have been using those for years. And folks now becoming aware like, oh my God, it just blew us. Like, no, home business have been using these for years because they have had to work remotely. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, business enthusiasts, marketing aficionados, I would like to welcome you and I would like you to listen and ask your questions to Lynn Plata. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Nikki. How are you? Thanks. This is so much fun. I love listening to your interviews, so I'm totally honored to be here. You are an incredible businessman, and you've helped so many people, so I I hope I'm able to help some people here tonight. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm glad you were able to shift around some things. I know it's your family, because this is always a did you just really like clean your teeth so nobody can see? I think see I have lipstick on my teeth. Sorry. Seriously. Seriously. Okay. That's okay. All right. So, other than cleaning your teeth on live camera, tell us a little bit more about who is Lynn Plata and what is her superpowers? So, well, my superpowers are um, trying to figure that out myself. So. <laughs> I am a wife to an amazing award-winning chef in Chicagoland, and we've got two beautiful daughters that we've been homeschooling for seven years now. We've got one that will be graduating this year, so we're kind of trudging into new territory, doing the college thing and all that. It's been quite the experience, and I have a passion for reuniting the families, for um, helping full-time moms create full-time income. I've been doing that for 
about the better part of the last decade, and it's been an amazing ride. So talk us through, um, how'd you get into the home business space? I mean, what drew you into that spot? Because everybody has a different motivation, and I'd like to hear, and maybe our listeners and our viewers would like to know, how did you get into the home business space? Well, that's kind of a funny story, I guess. I went to college and I uh, I was pre-med, so I got my biology degree. I was doing everything to move forward. And right about that time, I decided I did not want to spend the next four to eight years in higher education after college. So I jumped into the real estate world. So back in 1999, 1998, 1999, I, and I went back to school. So for anybody you know, taking notes on age here, I went back to school. <laughs> but I... Um, I started doing real estate. I did amazing. I had so much fun, made a lot of money, but I did not prepare for any kind of future, which is really kind of interesting because we're back in that place. So um, one of the things we're doing right now is, is helping people figure out what to do in a situation like this. But we'll come back to that. So I successfully did real estate till 2008, the bottom kind of, you guys might remember. Uh, I was having my best year ever. It was October of 2008, and the market collapsed. I held on till about 2009-ish, and then basically we lost everything. And it was it was pretty scary time. Didn't know what to do. We left our home. We moved about an hour and a half away from the city, everything that we had known. Uh, and um, somewhere along the line, after having kids and all that, I had gained a whole boatload of weight. So the home business thing, I didn't even know there was a thing. I had no idea. I had tried every little thing from Jenny Craig to Nutrisystem to what. So one night I decided I was going to do some workout program. I posted it online and somebody reached out to me. And I'm sure anybody that knows anybody has had that inbox or that text. <laughs> and they um, just said, hey, try this shake. So I did and um, found out that I could earn a trip and had no idea anything like this, just by helping people. No idea anything like this could happen. I uh, did earn a trip, we took our family to Atlantis, which ironically enough had always been a dream vacation of mine. Uh, so as time went on, we went. I went some more trips, I did some things, but just um, decided that that wasn't what I wanted to do. I didn't want to stay in the health and wellness industry like that, um, the way that I had been trained and all of that. And so stepped into another industry and then from that really learned how to build a business online and spent quite a few years in the wholesale travel market and then ended up branching out into really being able to help people, focusing on helping moms stay home. So, and that's in the digital marketing space. <laughs> so now that, that folks have got an idea of, you know, how you got into it, Tell us how, what is the major difference, would you say, that people market in the home business space than they would do, say, in, in another business, like a storefront business? How, how it, what are some of the, the differences and different ways that you've marketed over the years that has been effective um, to get um, the, the individual, the customer, the potential business partner, whatever, whatever you call them in the home business world, um, to, to really resonate with, with you and, and, and take an action? How did that work? Great question, because I learned it all wrong. <laughs> At least I <laughs> learned it in a way that wasn't comfortable for me. 
I learned it to write a list and spam all my friends and family. I, to this day, am humiliated, embarrassed. There are some people that if I ever see them again, I will probably hide behind the clothes rack if I see them at the mall. Like I was not comfortable with that way of doing business. I really liked people coming to me, but I didn't know how to get them to come to me. When I started my next business and moved out of that space, it was more direct marketing. So more like just sales from home. So I bought leads. Well, that was a grind too, because those leads weren't for me. They were just generic leads online. I would call them. They didn't know who I was. Just really ironic because I made a boatload of money calling totally cold leads. But if anybody's had to do cold calls ever before, you know, it's drudgery. It's drudgery. Drudgery is the word. It, uh, it was um, it was also not a lot of fun. When I would meet new business partners, it was awesome. But the, the part of getting there wasn't fun. In the meantime, really learned how to um, digitally market myself and have people come to me. And that is what we teach people now. We um, And I know, Nika, you're amazing at this also. But there's certain things that we do that help us and help the people that we're working with actually have people coming to you wanting to work with you personally and there's kind of an art to that excellent it sounds like it's an art and it sounds like you you've gone in and probably walked into a lot of brick walls just trying to do the cold calls and and I think I had another guest who said, you know, cold calling, <laughs> and who who they're in in, in more of the the, the uh, training space where they train, you know, companies and in corporations, sales staff. And he was like, "Woo, <laughs> cold calls are a little tough and everything like that." So now that you that you do this, how do you now balance? And I'm gonna go to to a little you know home time. How do you balance the time between, um, you know, because a lot of folks right now are like, oh, my God, you know, the world has come to an end. You know, uh, I don't know if I can work from home because I have my kids home because the government shut all the school systems down. How does that work for someone who's been doing this for years now? And the new way of doing things is, is kind of like the old way of doing things for you. How, how does that work? Well, um first time first thing i'd say is structure there, there was quite a bit of structure to be successful that we had to like i pulled my my oldest was going into fifth grade my youngest she i think she did preschool maybe she did kindergarten i don't know she's never really but it was half day kindergarten so um so anyway it, it was all about building around my family and uh, as I mentioned, my passion is reuniting the family. So my family always comes first. So trying to find a way to, A, motivate your children, because as a homeschool mother, you can no longer be a dictator. Public school, your kids are somewhere eight, nine hours away from you. You've got a small window of time with dinner, sometimes not even dinner because they've got basketball or whatever. After dinner, you have a very limited of time, amount of time to get them to do your homework, take a shower. Um, get ready for school the next, I mean, it's a lot of chaos, so it's a lot of dictatorship. And when you have your kids with you all the time, then it becomes more motivational, which is really, really helpful in the home business model uh, and in any kind of sales model. If you're, it is a form of sales. You know, a lot of times I get my moms that are like, oh, I can't do sales. I said, honey, you sold your husband on marrying you. Is he still there? Then you sold him again this morning. You know, did your kids help make their bed this morning? 
You just sold them on that. Unless you're standing there with a whip, which, you know, sometimes you go there. <laughs> but you're selling all the time. But how do you want to sell? And we found some really great ways that help um, you do some sales, build some big businesses, and not be in that sales mode. And so you just work that all into. Um, so I think the first thing is structure learning how to motivate others. And I think the other big piece of it is just be you. And then there's some things that flow on behind that to help you really build a huge business. And I don't care if it's a pizza parlor or where you get repeat customers, or if you're a seamstress or a hairdresser, or you're marketing some kind of MLM, there is a secret sauce to how to do that. And it all ties together. Now you threw a now term in there, which I understood. And, and, and I think, some people understand and and keeping in mind that you know these are the folks who, are, who often look at this or listen to this are business owners themselves so they may not even be um familiar with some terms you dropped something in there which is jargon right and you said mlm what is that so mlm is also known as multi-level marketing it's also known as network marketing it gets a bad rap out there but Robert Kiyosaki and other gurus in the wealth world will tell you it's the best way to make income. It's Why? Often, well, because theoretically, you make you build a big team by motivating people and by building a passive income that it grows behind you. The problem that I think that many people run into, and the reason it gets such a bad name, is because most people are not successful, and it's not their fault. So, as we mentioned earlier. Um, you probably have had somebody text you or email you, especially if you're a woman. Your friends are into selling makeup or they're into weight loss programs or they're into and they sit there and, and out of the blue come up to you and tell you, you'll be perfect for this or you would like this. I don't want to somebody come in, <clears throat> pardon me, come into my inbox and tell me I need to lose weight. I'd be perfect for their program. I mean, there's so many bad ways that it's taught. So the so the, the failure rate in the way that that's typically taught gives it a really, really bad rap. But there's so many other ways to build businesses. So, you know, you guys remember the Avon lady, the, um, the Tupperware ladies. The, there's so many different businesses that have been around forever, <laughs> along with Amway. And Amway gets a horrible rap. Also, um, these are like words that you guys have all heard. They get a bad rap, but they're really, if they're done right, they're no different than having a successful business that you've created, maybe in the information space. And if you marry those two, it really does create a totally different level of success. And it's all about relationship building, which is what network marketing should have been from the beginning. Of course, networking, right? All of you business owners know that you spend Tuesday morning or Friday morning at your business meetings or you go out for breakfast and meet all the other people in town, you're joining the chamber, you're networking, right? You're doing it as a professional. And that's one piece that's often been left out and where a lot of people struggle trying to be successful from home. So, so from that standpoint, you, you've kind of uh, mapped out just a little for folks who are paying attention, um, different things that you can do within your business space to help you, you know, join some a networking group like a chamber or something like that. You know, being able not spamming your friends and, and, and texting them out of the blue. <laughs> Apparently, that's that's a good way to make an enemy. And a few other nuggets that you, you you've talked about. Now, 
How do you translate that to someone who is from the law practice? We, you know, we have folks here and from the legal profession and even from the healthcare profession. How do you translate some of the skill sets that you've learned, you know, over the past decade to help someone in the legal practice that can expand their business, even if they don't want to go into, um, you know, direct marketing or, or, or network marketing, as you said? Okay, so I think that's an awesome question, and I think it's all the same. If it's done right, it's all the same. It's all about networking. So there's a couple of things that you should be doing no matter what your business is. And um, we are in a space and time right now where we have never been in history. It's never been a better time to either start a business or be successful in the one that you have right now, even if you feel like you don't have another customer to talk with. Sometimes we start from ground zero. Sometimes we start from ground zero way in the middle of the business. And some of the best ways to do that is first of all, you need to be authentically you. Definitely be you and be true to who you are. Be a likable character. You need to get out there. So if you're a, an attorney, Nika, you mentioned someone that's an attorney. What if you were to um, well, there's a couple things we need to do first before we go out there and put ourselves out there. We need to map out a couple of things. You need to figure out who you are, what you stand for. If you have a pen and a piece of paper, you guys, this is golden, what I'm going to give you right here. What do you stand for? What is the most important thing in your life? You need to figure that out because that is who you are. Yes, you've got a, an attorney practice, you have a law practice, or you have a dental practice, or you have whatever. But that's not why people are coming to you. There's a million dentists. There's a million attorneys. Why are people going to come to you? Because you know who you are. You know what you stand for. So for myself personally, I am a homeschooling mother who centers my whole life around that. So I, on that alone, I can attract other moms that would want to work with me, right? Just because they want to hang out with me, right? Same thing for you as an attorney. People want to hang out with you because you're a likable character. So, and secondly, um, figuring, figuring out who you want to serve. Now, you guys have heard this probably before. If you've been in any kind of marketing at all, I'm assuming most of the people that listen to Nikkei's um, interviews like this are very successful in their businesses or um, have been successful in their life because sometimes we kind of do this and get that too. Been there. Um, but you know that they talk about if you're yelling to everybody, nobody's paying attention, right? You walk into a room of 100 people. If you start screaming, people are going to run from you. But if you walk up to one group and you make connections with one-on-one, -on -one, you know, you might have to go through several groups till you find that one or two connections and you connect. You're a likable character to them. They understand. They've got some same interests as you. So it's really important to make sure you know what your message is because your message needs to be consistent the whole time. Who are you and what do you stand for? That in itself will help you get business, right? Because people will be attracted to your authenticity and your honesty. Mm. Secondly, focus on who you want to serve, right? And so if you're... If you're trying to serve one group of people, then that is your kind of your mission. That does, that's what you're going to build your whole business on, that group of people. And let me tell you, that pond is big enough. You can also have what we call, and this might be a little crass, but you know, your cash cow, your cash bucket, 
So you have two buckets of business. You might have one where you do some things and you help someone. So I have a cash bucket where I might help a dad or a single dude or something with his marketing business, right? But he's he's not my market. I totally help him. I can I can do that, no problem. And I've worked with with you know different guys, but that's not my market. So that's more like a cash generating bucket, right? Then you've got your whole mission bucket of what your purpose is, what God put you on the earth to be, all of your marketing, all of your messaging, and who you are fits into there. So if you know who you're attracting and you know specifically who they are, then you know what their problems are. If you can figure out who you are, who your market is, and what their biggest problem is, and you solve it, you have a customer for life, and you not only have a customer for life, you have referrals for life. And it all comes from doing the very first step, and that's digging totally deep and figuring out who you want to be and figuring out who you want to serve. Wow. Whew. Boy, I, I, I am recording this. So those of you who can come back and look at this, because I'm like, uh, I should be writing this down. Um, as a refresher for on many levels, from the cash bucket to the who is your passion, your mission, these people. So something to, you know, as you say, your cat, something that helps somebody that is not necessary in your core group, but you can still help them. So I have a Facebook uh, uh, question. They asked, what are some ways to market fitness ebooks on Facebook or Instagram? Okay, that is an awesome question. But I will tell you, the same way that you're going to market a fitness ebook on Facebook or Instagram is the same way you're going to do everything else. A follow-up question would be, do you want to do it organically or do you want to do it with Facebook ads? You know, what are you going to do with that? So let's just say you want to do it. Or, okay, we'll start with organically. What is organic? Organic means you're not paying for advertisement. So we've got two different buckets where we're going to get people attracted to us. And one is be authentically you. <laughs> people are going to follow you if they relate to you. And the people that don't follow you, they're not your customer. So first of all, get it out of your head that there's a small amount of people that would love you. You know, in the old days, we could, we could network with just the people in our small towns. Now you can network with people all over the world you know so hopefully even if we're not a likable character if we're out there enough there's going to be enough uh, another big group of unlikable characters they're going to be attracted to us right but let's just assume we're all likable characters so the thing is is to to be out there to be out there consistently uh you're going to do a lot uh, for organic for people to come to you organically they're going to have to get to know you know, like, and trust you. And if you don't have a big group of people that are willing to say that they've worked with you and get a bunch of what we call social proof, that's another terminology, social proof of testimonials. How powerful have testimonials been our entire life, right? So if you don't have a big group of testimonials yet, you're going to have to get out there enough and in front of people's faces enough and consistently so that you get some followers. Okay. The other way that you can get people to you quicker is through Facebook advertising. I want to tell you that that does not take away from being authentic. 
Because if you do a really cool ad and they pop over on your Facebook page or they pop over on your Instagram page and you're not who you look like on your ad, you wasted your money. So um, there's and there's all kinds of different ways to get into Facebook advertising. Uh, it, it's scary. Have, okay, here's one, one thing I'm going to tell you. Have you ever like talked about kitty litter and you don't even own a cat? You just happen to talk about kitty? Because this is a true story for me. Don't even own a cat. You talk about kitty litter and then you look on your Facebook feed and there's an ad for kitty litter with rainbows because they're listening to you. So there's a total art to getting into that Facebook advertising space, which would blow your mind, but that's a come totally different conversation for another day. So if you're trying to get an ebook marketed to people, you just put it out there. You do need some place for them to come. You can't just give an ebook on Facebook. Plus, you'd have no way to uh, um, to track it. So you've you've heard the saying before: the list is the business, right? Your list, your names, your contacts are your business. Here's something for you. I, I, I wanted to, to to interject real quick because I. I I think I know where you're going, but I wanted to put this part in just just to kind of because you just really like bumped into like my my sweet mantra, which I, I say. And I remember when uh, Facebook purchased WhatsApp or Facebook purchased Instagram. Now, when you think about it, theoretically, they've they Instagram has no no structure. They have no no like corporate headquarters, if you will. They don't have you know like uh, Amazon vehicles driving around, which say Amazon on or Instagram on it, you know, or WhatsApp. One of the things that people I think don't really comprehend is the power of a list. Instagram was purchased by Facebook because they have a big A list of mm -hmm. the younger audience. Same for WhatsApp, because people are finding that you, they're, people are not getting their telephone numbers from folks. They really are not. And they're not getting the old fashioned way. But if you purchase WhatsApp, you just instantly got like 2 billion people's names and kind real people who communicate regularly mm -hmm. from their friends who live in Kenya to their brother who's stationed in the military to a dearly departed, not dearly departed, but someone who may be right down the street. My wife communicates on WhatsApp all the time and mm -hmm. her family's international. So your list is powerful. Continue, please. And, and, you're, and you're so right, because that list for those people comes with data. <laughs> These data points are what Facebook's going to turn around and market to you or for you if you are a business owner using Facebook advertising. So personally, it's freaky as I'll get out that they know I talked about um, kitty litter and I don't even have a cat. But if you learn how to utilize that and know that we're being watched any second of the day anyway, you know, take advantage of it. And um, so, okay, so then what do you, you've got an ebook. The next thing that's most important, once you've kind of got who you're targeting, who you are, all of those kind of things, it's your messaging and where you're going to put the messaging. You're going to put the messaging in what we used to call a website. We don't call them websites per se anymore. You might know it as a website, but the most effective way to really build your business and build your list is to have something that we call a funnel. Now you can picture what a funnel looks like, right? When you're trying to put more things inside something smaller, 
you're trying to take everybody that's in your market off the internet and put them in your database. How do you get them? You get them by offering them an ebook or a, a video or something of value. Pardon me. <clears throat> offering somebody something of value so that they give you something that they value more than a lot of things, and that is a way to actually reach them. So if you want somebody's real email address, you better be authentically you. You want somebody's real email address, you better be spot on with your marketing. You want somebody's real email address, you better be giving them value. You know, somebody might just give you your spam if you don't have all those pieces together. That you know, everybody's got a spam email address, right? I, I got get a name. <laughs> yeah, most of them, most of us have more than that. But but there are times. More times than, um, yeah, so many times that I really give my real email address because all of those other things were in line. Gotcha. So um, now here is a question that a lot of folks ask, and, and I think you touched on it. So you you want them, you want to put something out in, in the, 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 um, the question from Facebook was regarding, you know, ebook. And I guess that's a good example. Um, especially now, because it's not anything you need to physically send. Where do they go? I mean, what do you do? Okay, they come to your website. They come to your funnel, as you said. Um, what do you do with that information now? Now that you've got it. I mean, in your space, in the home business space, you now have what Instagram got purchased or WhatsApp got purchased for billions of dollars. You have the potential. So what happens after you get that information? Okay, here's something that's really cool. When and when Facebook bought all of these other big apps that they totally could have made on their own, they have the smarts to do it, but Nikkei pointed out they bought it for the list, right? The reason they bought it was to connect certain people. So if I did have a cat, they're connecting me with the rainbow cat litter seller, but the rainbow cat litter seller had to spend a lot of money to get my name, right? They had to advertise with them. So you're building your list, if you're doing it organically, beautiful, because you're doing it for free. You're getting my name, and my name is so much more valuable because I was attracted to you and your message. So I come, you, you say something on Facebook or something, and you send me somewhere. You have to have a hub to send me. So it's your xyz.com website, right, website. It's a funnel, but... Uh, you know, we call it a website because so everybody knows it as one way back. I get there, I see even more value, enough for me to give you my name. Now you have my name. What do you do now? It's just like if you're out dating or making friends, you've got to build the relationship. All you did was leave the bar with the phone number. Now what? Well, you better call within 24 hours, all you single guys out there. Don't be playing games. I gotta wait three days, whatever. <laughs> so glad I'm not in the dating world anymore. But you have to do the very same thing as if you were serious about getting to know that person that you just met. And you have to send emails. People say all the, all the time, oh, email marketing is dead. That is a lie. That is such a lie. People are gonna get to know you. You might send 15 emails and they don't open it up till the 16th. You don't know what email, what, you better be taking some analytics and you can figure that stuff out. Maybe this is where, what part of the game that you need to get a coach, <laughs> figure out how all this stuff works, how to get your marketing on points and all of that stuff. But you have to be in touch with your people all the time and you have to continue 
to be that likable character, leading, leading a normal life, um, sharing what you do every day. People want to get to know you. You know, if you're walking down the street and it's dusk and your neighbors have their windows open, what are you doing? You're not looking that way. You're walking down the street, looking in your neighbor's house, right? You want to see what they're doing. Where do they have dinner? You want to see how many people are at the dinner table. You want to see if the kid's on a cell phone during dinner. You're nosing on those people, right? Same thing that you're going to let people get to know you more and, and get to know your life. And then every email you send somebody, you better have the next step figured out. And that's going to be what we call a call to action. So every time that you close off an email, you're going to say, oh, by the way, somehow, whatever you're having for dinner, I'm going to talk to people about dinner, but I just use that excuse. Whatever you did that day or whatever that email is about, it's going to tie back into your offer. And you're going to say, hey, if you wanted to know more about this, go to blah, blah, blah. You need the next step, another step for them to come back to you again. Want more ideas to expand your business without destroying your hands? Go to NikkeiRoach.com. Inside this site, you'll find my top secrets that has helped me give more, work part-time, and make three times the money and liberate my family time.